We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? We are finally here. Final game of this dreaded 2022 season. Your guys, <laughs> Cody and Derek here, back with another one, guys. And uh, kind of coming to you at a, a weird time. Um, had some things yesterday. We typically record on a Thursday and kind of have the game preview out on like a Friday afternoon, early afternoon to mid-afternoon. But had some stuff come up. We weren't able to do it. So we figured to kind of wrap this stinker up of a season, we would go live and we would kind of give you guys just the preview live of the Colts versus Texans. You know, these teams met at the beginning of the season. They will close the season out. Hopefully we actually have a victor this time and a loser this time. Because as you remember, the Colts and Texans tied in week one, went to overtime and uh, both teams probably should have won that game at one point, but both teams, as we've seen this theme throughout the rest of the season, Derek, both these teams find miraculous ways to lose and screw up games. And so mm-hmm. right now, Houston, you know, is the worst team record-wise in the NFL. They only have two wins, whereas the Colts sit at number five right now in the draft order. So not a whole lot of discrepancy here, Derek, between these two football clubs and you know, the, I would say, honestly, I would argue, I know Houston really struggled last week. They got pretty pretty much smacked by Jacksonville. I'd argue, Derek, that Houston right now, <laughs> they might be the hotter team than the Colts, which is just saying something because Houston has the number one overall pick right now, right? So that just shows you the state of, of this franchise right now. But I think we can just kind of get into it. I guess before we kind of get into some individual matchups, what's your overall thoughts just on this game um, and just this season as a whole for the Colts. Well, I think that most of Colts Nation has uh, the same kind of thing on their mind, right? Which is, you know, the situation where we don't want to have them win in a sense because, you know, if they win, then it's just going to screw over a lot of things record-wise. And, you know, there's an opportunity for the Colts to actually be in the top three. Uh for teams after this week, if everything went according to plan, I don't expect that to happen. But then again, you know, we've seen crazier things happen in this league, but yeah. um, yeah. On your statement from before, I mean, I would 
definitely agree with you. I think the Texans actually are better than the Colts right now. Uh, just from the sense that, you know, the Texans, the Texans always just remind me of that, uh, of that college team. That's like always, they're always understaffed. They're always, uh, under, they're not as talented as the rest of the group out there, but they always play hard, dude. Cause every team, every team that faces them goes in there thinking they're just going to destroy them. And then they're just, they go in and they get a rude awakening. Right. So that's the kind of the Texans motto over the last several years is just being, you know, we may not be as talented as you, but we are definitely going to try to outwork you. And in the NFL, a lot of times that can work out for you in certain ways. And of course this Colts offense has just been so abysmal all season that it, I, I mean, we definitely both, I think we could both sit here and agree that I don't think we think the Colts are going to score 20 points in this game. They scored 20 points in the first matchup, but then again, that came off of, you know, getting 17 points in the fourth quarter being down, you know, 20 to uh, three at that point. Right. So right. it's one of those situations that's really wild, but you know, the Colts season, it's definitely not been the kind of season that we wanted and what we were expecting, but one more week and, you know, we get to look forward to the 2023 off season and what this team can uh, give us more hope for on uh, next season. Yeah, thank you to everybody who is tuning in here live or if you're listening after the fact, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, all that good stuff so you are notified and also you know put on the notification bell so you're notified when we drop new content. Guys, we're almost out of this terrible season like we talked about. And, and so there's going to be a lot of content coming out. I mean, if I could show the folks at home, Derek, just the list of topics that we have, not even mentioning, you know, talking about a new head coach, potentially talking about potentially a new GM talking about a new quarterback. Like there's so many other things that are going to come up. There's so many video ideas and so many topic ideas that I'm so excited about where this is going to go this off season. I mean, we continuously have this steady climb here on the channel. And so I just think this is another year, Derek, where this channel just takes off and explodes again. Thank you to everybody who did help make 2022 a great, um, a great year for our channel. So really appreciate it. And also, Derek, I just wanted to mention, I believe it's today marks now year four of the channel uh, officially. Today. Yeah. I started the channel four years ago, January 6th. Uh, ironically enough, was was talking about a playoff game, a playoff win for the Colts. So, And it, it was against the Houston Texans. Yeah. Too, so what better, what better game to end <laughs> on, I guess, on the four-year anniversary of that. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody who's been with us through this journey. It's awesome. Um, yeah, wanted to mention kind of before this game, you know, some scenarios here. I know you talked about some scenarios already with the Colts, Derek, but for Houston, I think they have a couple options. Uh, you know, the first one obviously is if they lose, then they have the number one overall pick. But if they win and Chicago loses, then Chicago would actually jump them and get into the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, as this season has been lost, I know for certain fans and I know for you and I, it can be really hard to root for the Colts to lose, right? We don't, we're not the, we're not wired like that, but mm-hmm. you look at it overall and, you know, honestly, it, would you win further if Houston beats you this week and then you're able to, you know, maybe make a swing of trade with Chicago who doesn't need a quarterback, mind you, and you're able to get the quarterback of your choice. You're going to have to give up a ton because there's going to be other teams, obviously, 
that are, you know, vying for that as well. But you have literally the best position out of pretty much all these teams that are needing a quarterback. You know, maybe you could argue like, I don't know, Seattle might be the other team that could potentially you'd have to, you know, kind of get into a war with a little bit and you and everything. But yeah, that, that would just be very interesting um, for sure. And that would definitely make a lot of interesting talking points going up into the 2023 draft. So uh, that's just kind of the scenarios right now for Houston. We already know the Colts scenarios as well. We've, we've talked about it. Uh, before, you know, the Colts go all the way up to three or they could fall all the way to six this week, depending what happens. So obviously for draft positions uh, sake, you want them to go up to number three because that would make things exponentially easier from a compensation standpoint to go up and trade with Chicago potentially if they move up to number one. So that's best case scenario. But anyway, let's get into this game. Let's talk about it. You mentioned, man, it's just been it's just been a bad year. All things considered for this Colts offense. I mean, they come into this year, right? After after reflecting on this year, three quarterbacks, five quarterback changes, and 30th ranked offense, 29th in yards, uh, the worst turn, their worst team in terms of turning the ball over. Uh, they're 23rd in passing yards, 24th in rushing yards. So bottom of the barrel, and pretty much every category for this offense. I mean, it's been well documented how bad this Colts offense has been this year. But it's almost like you have it with this, the the thing with this Colts offense is like it almost has to be seen to be believed how bad it's been at points this year. Um, and really, I think it, it's even taken a turn for the worse having Jeff Saturday as the interim coach. I feel like it was really, really bad to like historically bad now, um, which is saying something because, I mean, we, we talked all, we talked how bad that Patriots game was. I mean, in some ways it's been just as bad, if not worse on the offensive side for the Colts. Yeah, I mean, offensively, just really is a terrible situation from everything. And it feels so stupid that we have to continue to talk about it because, like, it's something that every week it just doesn't get any better. And, you know, we've beaten it to death at this point. And, you know, you're going into uh, this Texans game with this. And, oh, Caleb Gorzell with the $5 Super Chat. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, hi, guys. I hope you have a, are having a great day. If we don't get a quarterback on the draft, would you guys like to see someone like Jordan Love? Uh, thank you for the $5 super chat, by the way. Appreciate um, it. Thank me you. Me personally, no. Uh, I do not want Jordan Love. Uh, I don't know if I can speak for Cody or not. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm to the standpoint of, like, it's rookie or bust for me. Like, you have to get that guy on a, you know, because you're having some contracts that are coming up. You're going to have to rework some contracts, eat some dead cap. And so, in my opinion, for the long-term success, it makes the most sense to go just get a guy that you fall in love with. Right. I know, I know a lot of people say Jordan Love's still essentially a rookie, but I mean, let's be honest, like how many times are the Colts going to kind of get a retread? If you, if that makes sense, Jordan Love's probably a little bit different than, than all these other quarterbacks, you know, but yeah. And who's to say that the Packers want to trade him, you know, like who's to say that? I don't know, but I'd personally prefer to just go draft a quarterback and just develop one of these young guys. Um, because, you know, it's it's kind of like that's how every good team has sustained success is going and getting their guy and just developing him. So appreciate the question, but I think that's where I stand on it um, as far as the quarterback situation goes right now. So um, but anyway, going back to this game, to this matchup, the Colts offense comes in as one of the worst in the league in terms of just about everything, but especially passing. Um, the interesting thing about that, man, is that Houston actually is not too bad. You know, they're a bad football team, but where their strength lies on defense is actually 
believe it or not, they're not too bad, not too shabby in terms of uh, defense. They have a top five defense in terms of, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, they have a like a top 15 defense in terms of passing yards allowed. I was reading attempts, not, not yards there. But so not that it's great, but like this Houston defense, they do have a, a clear strength. Um, and, you know, Derek Stingley is a big part of that and what they like to do. Um, and so I think that could definitely be something that favors Houston in this game is like their defense has shown at times that it can be at least semi-competent against the pass. Colts offense has not even been semi-competent, Derek, in terms of passing the football. So now with Sam Ellinger, you know, and again, um, it's kind of crazy how you went from, you know, Matt Ryan, you went to Sam Ellinger, went to Nick Foles, went back to bat or I'm sorry you went to Matt Ryan and then to Nick Foles and then back to Sam Ellinger it's just it's a carousel man it's just absolutely crazy but uh that's definitely a matchup I'm gonna watch like who does Derek Stingley shadow I would assume it would be Michael Pittman but like who does he shadow and and, you know can the Colts do anything against him in this you know decently stingy Texan defense so um one thing though that I would say a hundred percent is the Colts are going to have opportunities against this Houston run defense. The Houston comes in dead last in the NFL in yards allowed, and just about every team has been able to run the ball pretty effectively on them all season. And we've seen, actually, you know, with the wake of everything that's been happening and how the Colts have been losing and just losing badly, we've forgotten that actually Zach Moss, would given the opportunity, has not looked bad this year. He's looked really good. He's averaging four to five yards per game in the last couple of weeks. And so... I think the Colts could definitely find an advantage here, Derek. I, I think Zach Moss could be due for potentially a hundred yard game. Like call me crazy. But if the Colts give him a certain amount of carries, I think he could definitely turn out an a hundred yard day. He's come close. This, this for Taylor with the $5 super chat. Thank you. Uh, don't matter about a QB right now. In my opinion, fix the O-line first. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, uh, first of all, thank you for the $5 super chat. Um, Again, it's the same argument that a lot of Colts fans are having, which is that you you got to fix the O-line first. You got to fix the O-line first. Guys, you'll never fix the O-line first and keep the same unit together for five to ten years just for a quarterback. You can't do that. You can't keep waiting. That's the problem is you keep trying to fix the O-line and then you get a retread quarterback and then you never end up being good enough. You can't have that argument. Well, but I, I going- get it to a degree. I think... Maybe as Colts fans, we watched Andrew Luck get the living crap beat out of him week to week. So we're probably a little bit more in attune to that. You know, like get your quarterback protection. I get that. I agree with that. But actually, the offensive line, if you look at it, um, it's actually it hasn't been great, but it's been better. It was ranked it was. the 11th best offensive line from the time Jeff Saturday took over. So say what you want about how the offense has been worse and the team has been worse. Uh, but. I will say uh, 100% the offensive line has looked better. Uh, It still has some growing pains. There's still some things that are being missed, but Bernard Ryman's playing well. I mean, Quentin Nelson, he's had his issues this year, but I mean, he's, he's been playing at a, you know, at a decent level, not his level, but he's been, he's not been a liability, I guess. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And for Quentin Nelson, that's outright terrible, you know, to say that, but uh, yeah, yeah, and I think certainly they're going to have to address the offensive line in some capacity, but I think they still do have some pieces on that offensive line that I don't feel like, oh my gosh, like you, like if it was still Matt Pryor out there every single week, I'd say absolutely left tackle. I can be talked into that, 
But mm-hmm. I actually think there's like a couple young guys that I like. I'm interested to see how Will Fries continues to progress because while he hasn't been perfect, I think he's been he's been about an average guard. So you know, I, I feel yeah. okay about it. I still think there's clearly, I think center especially and maybe guard you could throw in there too that you absolutely need to address in some capacity. But I feel like the offensive line in the whole, they've been doing pretty well, certainly in, in the run game recently. And I know they faced some really poor defenses in that department, but I feel like it's a need hundred percent, but I feel like quarterback trumps that 10 out of 10 times. Like how are you going to go 10, anywhere without 100%. a quarterback? So, um, and then to go back to your original point of Zach Moss, I agree with you that that needs to be the thing that the Colts need to do in order to be able to win. But my problem is with it is, you know, the last two weeks, the Colts have been uh, under the impression that the last two defenses that they have faced have not stopped the run, have not stopped the run very well. And yet we continue to only give our running back an average of 13 or 14 carries a game when he's averaging five yards a carry. Like it just doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, Drake Wally with the $5 super chat. Thank you. Uh, Pump for next Tuesday. I think this will be a 13, 10 Texas game. Unfortunately, Um, especially if Gilmore sits. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't actually end up looking at the final practice report. I say, is he going to sit? Look at I, that? Didn't even, I haven't looked at it yet. I saw it came out. I'm going to do that right now before I forget. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, oh yeah. I just saw it right here right now. Um, so you got it. Okay. Kylan Granson. So, let's Foles. see. So, uh, Nick Foles is out. Of course, Tylen or Kylan Granson is out. Stefan Gilmore is questionable. He did not practice all week. So that's a good indication he probably won't play well at um, this point why risk further injury yeah i mean and brandon face on yeah. is questionable but he was a full participant so okay. um that's about it right now but, gotcha i mean yeah sit gilmore if there's any question like just sit him at this point um but yeah anyway i i think certainly quarterback is the most important thing because you've seen teams and i know it's not a recipe for sustained success but like there's teams that they get their quarterback first and then they worry about their offensive line, right? Yeah. But the problem with Ryan Grigson and the problem with Andrew Luck is he just did not seriously enough invest into that offensive line. Like he didn't. You look at like what the, the picks that he had or the free agency things that he had. Really, who did he bring in, right? He had Costanzo already. Who did he bring in that played yeah. semi-competent football? The only football. other offensive lineman that you can give credit that actually did anything worth a damn that Grigson brought in was Ryan Kelly. As the yeah, only that's one. true. You're Ryan Kelly, but that was later on. You know, it took how many yeah. years of Andrew Lux getting pounded? Yeah, it took years. like five years, almost so, five years. Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see, but I certainly think that you know that's it's almost like we've been on the extreme. In, in certain ways where we've had Ryan Grixon who just, you know, crazy enough, just did not address it or really just swung and missed so many times. And it feels like Ballard has been the opposite where he's invested so much in the offensive line, but he's neglected the quarterback. Right. And he's neglected some of those other things. So I think there's a happy medium that you can find there where, you know, you can go out and spend, but not if you're spending recklessly and handing out massive, ridiculous contracts, uh, but also you can build through the draft. Like there, there's a reason why there's multiple avenues, right. To build a football team. And it's not one or the other. So, right. Yeah. Um, overall though, with this game, I mean, especially if Stefan Gilmore is going to be out of this game, I think that gives Houston 
Um, you know, obviously more of an advantage. And we've seen, I mean, Davis Mills hasn't been, you know, great this year. I don't think, I think that Houston will obviously still take a quarterback, but I still think they can do some stuff uh, with Davis Mills um, to really, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they could, they could potentially, with all the injuries to this Colts secondary, they could have some plays, man. They could make some plays down the field, especially if Gilmore and Rodgers are out of this game. And, you know, potentially other guys are missing this game too. We'll see on that. But like, you know, we already know Yannick is out. We already heard a couple others. And I mean, it's really, it's a really weird dynamic, Cody, for this offense for the Houston Texans. Cause obviously, like you said, the uh, Texans are probably going to go with the quarterback in the first round of this year's draft. Um, The leading receiver for the, Texans is Brandon Cooks, not surprising. Yeah, but he only has 593 yards. Wow. On <laughs> yeah, so and only 52 receptions. So I mean, it it's kind of funny because uh the amount of the amount of completions that Davis Mills has, uh, mm-hmm. he has less completions this year than what Derrick Henry had runs. Uh like two years ago uh, in 2020 when he ran for almost 400 yards uh, or 400 times. I mean, Davis Mills has only completed 270 passes. Uh, So there's not been a lot when it comes to their uh, passing offense. The biggest storyline has been for the Texans is Damian Pierce. Yes. uh, The rookie running back out of Florida who uh, turned a lot of heads with the fact that, you know, his body physique is insane and how strong of a player he is uh, actually leads all rookie rushers in yardage this year and because he's been around. He's played for the majority of the games. Um, he's had a relatively good rookie season, you know, 940 rushing yards, averaging over four yards a carry. So, you know, he's been a very consistent piece for, the Houston Texans all year. And you got to imagine like if they had any competent passing offense with Damian Pierce as a rookie running back would have made things a lot more, uh, a lot more dynamic for their offense. So, and I mean, you got to be honest, Cody. I mean, with the fact that Damian Pierce is running the way that he is and for how the Colts rushing defense has looked over the last month, it definitely leaves you wondering, uh, that, you know, he may have himself a good day too. Yeah. I haven't looked at the Houston injury report. Can you pull that up for me? The what report? The The Houston's inj- injury report here on a Friday. Yeah, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah. Did yeah, you see on a, on a completely different tangent that the Dolphins might actually consider uh, firing Mike McDaniel? Yeah, I saw that. There's no shot. If he does, we better be on the phone. There's no shot. There's yeah. just no shot because if because they know that if he gets fired, he'll have another job within the week. Right. It, it's the truth. Um. Here's the report. So, okay. offensive lineman Jimmy Morrissey is out with a concussion. Um. Philip Dorsett is out with a hamstring injury. OJ Howard was questionable, and defensive lineman uh, Ogbanya is questionable and Steven Nelson, the defensive back is also questionable. Gotcha. So I see at least three names here that are going to be out. So, yeah. 
Okay. Just interesting. I just, I was curious out of those. I see OJ Howard is on the injury report. Remember what he did to the Colts week one. So yeah, exactly. that bears monitoring, you know, he's, he was a full participant on Friday, which makes me think that he'll probably play this last game. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that'll be definitely one to monitor for Houston there. Um, and just overall in this game, I don't know what to expect Derek with so many players out for the Colts, especially, I just don't know what to expect. I mean, you're going to see guys like Dallas flowers, and Tony Brown, some of those guys in that secondary, especially if Gilmore's out, get a ton of run here. You know, Flowers had, didn't have a great day uh, last week against the Giants. Can he rebound potentially? We know what he can do in the return department. Can he show something at corner this week against Houston? We'll see. Um, but not holding my breath if that'll happen, but I guess we shall see. I guess the the safety room, though, for the Colts is very healthy, so I guess that's a good thing. We'll probably see them play those three safety looks a lot more. Yeah, and Kenny Moore's out too. So and Kenny Moore. Yeah, so there's at least three corners. The Colts are down their top three corners. And we'll see a face on. If face on's out too, they'll be down. Yeah, face on's out too. Who knows? So uh, that's just that's just crazy, man, that uh that it's come to this point with this team. At this point, Derek, I just want to see young guys. Like I want to see, I want to see Nick Cross. I want to see more of these young players like Dallas flowers that talks about like some of these young players just get an opportunity at this point, you know, like what do you have to lose at this point? You know, just looking at your future and trying to figure out, are any of these guys potentially a part of that? Um, right. I would be fine with that. So yeah, that that's definitely what I want to do. I, I do think Michael Pittman does have a chance this game, Derek, to have a hundred receptions on the year. I know the yardage has not necessarily been there this year at all. Uh, by any stretch, but he definitely has an opportunity with 96 catches coming into this game uh, to do something in there, which is which is awesome. Good for him. And if he has, you know, over 105 yards, he'll, he'll reach a thousand yards for the second consecutive year. So all that to say, we'll see. I don't know if I believe the Colts can even get to 105 yards of total offense um, with how they've looked recently. Pepe and Mex, thank you for the six for the sixty-five uh, Mexican peso. Greatly appreciate wow, that. Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, happy New Year! Having players sitting out, we also need to get them all healthy. Yep, absolutely. You want to keep a bunch of guys healthy going into the off season, so I'm sure yep. a bunch of that is a reason why. But anything right. else that we have missed Cody. I mean, it feels almost like a drag to kind of talk it, about this, knowing yeah. the stake of this game is absolutely nothing. I, I feel like for the 25 minutes we've already been on here, about half of that's been talking about the future of this team. So yeah, I mean, mercifully, like I said, the season's almost over. We're nearly there. Um, so we're going to have a ton of content coming out guys, just regarding everything uh, from head coach to quarterback to anything and everything in between uh, players that the Colts maybe, you know, want to move on from or just cut, cut bait with. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I guess we always do a score prediction. So let's do that. Let's do a score prediction right now for this game. What do you have in this game and who do you have winning this game? 17-13 Houston. Houston. You have Houston winning. Okay. Yes, I have Houston winning. I can't believe you gave the Colts 14. I'm going to be honest. Completely honest. <laughs> I'm not giving them 14. I mean, they 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 eventually scored a touchdown. Remember when I asked and said in the Giants game, I said, I don't know if the Colts are going to score an offensive touchdown the rest of the year. Well, they scored a garbage time touchdown, essentially. But mm-hmm. um, so I guess I'll give them a touchdown. Um, I'll say, I will say it will be 17 to 10. Houston will win. Okay. All right. But it could be more because the Colts are so decimated at the corner position. 
I could see Houston like running up the score. True. And honestly, Derek, if they do that, what's Jim Ursay thinking? You know? Like he's already probably angry enough as it is. If they go and get embarrassed by the worst team in football for the second consecutive year, I I have a hard time thinking that that Jim Irsay is just going to sit by and do nothing. Knowing Jim yeah. Irsay and knowing how he's been this year, I mean, could that potentially change his tune on Chris Ballard? Mm, absolutely. So, anyway, uh, guys, that'll do it here for the preview Colts versus Texans. Final game of the 2022 season. In terms of draft standpoint, this is definitely something uh, that bears monitoring for not just the Colts, but also for Houston and where they end up. It's crazy, Derek, how one year can change a lot of things. How this time last year, we were talking about a potential playoff spot. And here we are talking about a potential top three draft pick all in a, the span of a year. It's just crazy. Yep. Absolutely. Really odd. But yep. yep. So cool. All right. Thanks guys for tuning in. Really appreciate all the support. You guys are amazing. We love you guys. Uh, stay tuned for the off season, right? We are having an incredible line of guests coming on on Tuesday evening. And we are going to be talking about the state of the Colts in a round table format. We've got a couple guys that are coming on and it's going to be awesome. Um, you know, go check that out. The stream is already set up for that one. So we hope to see you then. Um, and it's going to be a great discussion. I'm really looking forward to that. Yep. Same here. Uh, that's going to do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.